are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast, where today we are joined in the third seat by Europe Angelique of theprimeculture.com. Welcome Europe, welcome, welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. We are really, really happy to have you here. Tell us a little bit, first and foremost, about theprimeculture.com. Well, hey, first off, hi. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> My name's Europe Angelique. Um, I'm originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. The only black person I know from Minnesota. <laughs> Shut up! They, the Blue Ox is from. For the record, there are black people in Minnesota. And they so have stop. the Blue Ox. So <laughs> that's how we got the Mississippi River. Do you know about Babe the Blue Ox? I do. Yeah. Me, do you know Tazzy? No, tell me about Babe the Blue Ox. <laughs> that's a dang shame. Like. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, that's a whole other story. But yes, I'm from Minnesota. Currently live in Brooklyn, New York. And Atlanta is my second home. I'm here very frequently. And I run a company called Prime Culture Creative. It is a creative media uh, management company. I do a lot of public relations, marketing, a lot of freelance work for many different projects. I, I like to label it as project management because I do so many different things. Um, but I love everything that I get to do on a daily basis. So when you say that you do creative cons- consultation, what exactly does that entail? For someone who may not know, what exactly does that entail? Well, consultation is discussing ideas, and for my ideas, you got to pay for those. <laughs> we want a few but... free ones today for us, though, right? No, yeah, I'll give a three. I'll give a few free things. Okay. Today. But yeah, so consultation is like, you know, contributing ideas to something, but as far as like marketing and PR services, that's rolling out a project, getting an artist, you know, say they want to drop an album, discussing which singles are going to come out, and which publications are going to, you know, get the songs first and who's going to get the exclusive interview. And, you know, like me being based in New York, a lot of those people will come to the city for a week and will hit offices anywhere from Complex to Fader to Billboard to XXL to Spotify. You want to hit everywhere um, so that every audience hears what you got on the table. So... So, who needs to hire a creative consultant? Mm. I mean, it varies. Like, I don't, there's no really exact answer to that. But, you know, I get people from indie artists to major artists to all across the board, really. It really, there's no direct answer to, like, who needs one. So, you're, what? drove you to realize, you know what, this is what I want to do with my life. Because this doesn't sound like something, I know you are an alum of Spelman. Right. And um, I'm sure, didn't you, you got your degree in English, I believe. English. And that's not like, you know, con- consultation and all of this, what you do is not right. a specific major. Right. At your university. So what moment, like what, when did you know, okay, this is what I know I want to do once I graduate? Well, 
To set the record straight, I started off at Howard University <laughs> in D.C., and they had communications major there. So I was a communications major, fashion merchandising minor. I was going to New York a lot um, while I was in D.C., and I talked to an editor at Women's Wear Daily, actually. And this guy told me, you know, you don't have to major in what you want to do. And I was like, really? What the hell? So I was like, <laughs> I hated D.C. at the time. Like, I love to visit, but I didn't want to be there. So when that guy told me that, I was like, I knew in my heart that I wanted to be in Atlanta. And I knew that Spelman was a liberal arts college, and all I knew how to do was writing. So I stuck to English. And, you know, I just made it, and I made an effort to make sure that outside of school, that I was still involving myself in what I want to do on a daily basis. So, you know, I was doing club promo, I was working, interning at a magazine that turned into a job, rolling out magazine. Um, you know, just. And then I also was an assistant to two eyewear designers, Coco and Breezy. Shout out to them. They're also from Minnesota. So working with them, I got to experience Fashion Week and it was dope. Like it kind of was a growing process. I started off with the blog and then it grew into doing PR and doing management and doing all that. But it was definitely like a building blocks process. So it seems like you did a lot of things to build up your personal brand to really be able to launch into this creative endeavor. Right, yes. And so you say you worked with a lot of really interesting, from indie to mainstream. Mm -hmm. Who is an artist or someone that you've worked with, whether it's in the music industry or film industry or any even non-entertainment, that you would say, this is someone who has a lot of talent and the world needs to be ready for them? Well, when I first started, the first client that I ever got to experience that with, who's now like definitely mainstream, is SZA. Um, at the time, she was nobody knew who she was, um, and it was like that was like my first experience of taking baby steps into like growing an artist and watching them, you know, get signed to a label and just blow the fuck up. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be cussing. You can say a few blow choice up. words. <laughs> as Look, long as it's not like Tazzy, whereas every other frame. I had to say the f word just because. You. That was such an explosive moment, like, especially for my career, like, to see her go from nothing to now she's on one of the biggest movie soundtracks of the year. Black All Panther. of the stars look close. Yeah, like, I never would have imagined, you know, that that would ever happen. So to Is she a nice be, person in person? Yeah, we're, that's my homie. So to be there, like, to see that, and to even go back to Minnesota, she sold out um, First Avenue. Um, so that was crazy. Is she from Minnesota? No. She's okay. from Jersey. She is from Jersey, but, um, my mom. Um, uh, <laughs> my life. That's your mom? Sorry, yeah. Your mom? Hey, mom! <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, being able to experience that firsthand was, like, wild to me. And, you know, from there, it only goes up. Like, I got to work with... Like, the first major artist that I worked with who was already, like, big, well, I thought he was, was Jeremiah. Um, that was amazing. Birthday sex. Right. I got, so, <laughs> I went from listening to him in college to being able to work with him. So, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But he didn't know that I thought that, but. But he's cool. Oh, yeah. Jay's cool. And then, um, you know, that grew to working with other indie artists. It's funny. I started off with, um. 
a rapper named Malibu Mitch, who's still, she's still like growing. But back then, when I had SZA, I had Malibu. And now, things have come full circle. Malibu just signed to Atlantic Records, and she decided to bring me back into the picture. Um, we never fell off. We just stopped working together. But it's cool to, like, for artists to reach back and still want to include you, you know, when it's up, when it's down. Yes, like, it's love lit. it. I'm excited. My girl be plugged. <laughs> so you guys have known each other for... Eight years. Eight, eight years. Eight years. So what's one word that you would use to describe my co-host, Let's Talk Tadsy? <laughs> one word. PG or rated up. No, you can like. use the real word for this one. <laughs> what would be the real, what is the one word that you would use to describe my co-host, Let's Talk Tadsy? <laughs> Tadsy is vibrant. Yes, queen. No, she's always full of it. Even when she's not trying to be, and I get on her damn nerves. <laughs> but she always is like, even when she's like at her lowest of lows, she's always like, hey, I'm low. Like, and I'll be, I'm like the chill one. Clearly my voice is monotone AF. I, I believe I'm my cousin. <laughs> yes. But Taz is always like, hey, y'all. That would be the word for my co-host. Vibrant. Vibrant. Let's talk to So, we don't, we definitely want to emphasize that, you know, your time is money. And we recognize that on the show. Um, and strongly recommending after looking at your Instagram, and it's Europe Angelique mm-hmm. on Instagram and seeing some of the great work that you've done, the brand that you built for yourself. I do want to use the opportunity to get three questions from you that you can share with the 3 Plus 1 podcast community. Okay. In regards to your work with consulting and creative work and management and publicity, you know, what can we do at the 3 Plus 1 podcast to grow our podcast out? So we're looking at our metrics. We have, we've done very well. We are averaging about 100 streams per month in terms of our listeners and people out there listening to us. Mm-hmm. We're only two months into this work and we already have over 900 Instagram followers. So we're growing. We're being very uh, deliberate. And the messaging that we're trying to put out there and really trying to put Tazzy out there as a face of this work to help launch her career. What's some advice that you have? What would be a great next step for us with this work? Honestly, when I get this question a lot and my answer... Are you saying I asked you an amateur question? No, no, no. It's not (laughs) amateur at all, but it's like people want to know like what should I do? And the thing that I always suggest is to be consistent. You can be... You know, so the recommendation is that for anyone who is to be consistent, consistency and quality content. The if you have quality content and you're consistent, like people are gonna catch on. Like, you know, that's the secret that I I think works. That's what I've stuck to because I've seen you know even working with clients, they might not be the best artists yet, but they keep chipping away at it and they keep putting out consistent music. Quality content, good videos, merchandise. Like, you can't lose. So we got to stay consistent, Didi. And it's got to be quality. <laughs> if you and just quality, stay off those mimosas and keep eating those cookies when you need them, we might be consistent. You like the logo. Say it again. Yeah. Because someone... She literally, don't like... I, I, 
had reached out to her about her opinion on the logo because you want to try to go in. You had five basic logos. Literally, and he's five like, basic logos yes. that I designed. But so she gonna send me the basic podcast logo <laughs> with the earphones, like three plus one, like swishies. It was cute. It was absolutely not representing a brand that we're trying to portray and that we're giving you a balance of. Um, a friend of mine, like literally today, said, "You know, I listen to the podcast, and it's a perfect blend of educational and ratchet." Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> friend, you can pull up, get these hands too. Which friend is this? <laughs> call your friend out. I'm not gonna call a friend out. Okay. She knows who she is. The point she is, she doesn't want to that. She show. clearly says she's coming, but no. it clearly says that she's. She, she, you think she called you the ratchet? Yeah. No, you're not coming on the show. You're coming friend. on the show. You're friend. not coming on the show. I won't ever reveal because the reality is, it's about. It's really not it ratchet. It's about. This is the thing. People are saying it's ratchet. It's not ratchet. It's real. It's something that people can relate to from a, from a variety it's of walks of life. It's not ratchet. It's real. And that's right. why Cardi B is winning. That's why Cardi B is and it's winning. It's not ratchet. It's real. Right. So I don't think you should get offended by it. Or maybe that's I'm the ratchet. People don't like when black women speak out. So they correlate it to being ratchet instead of just being real. They're so used to black women just sitting back and being timid or, you know, not being in a space where they speak up and speak their mind. So I hope you're not a black woman out here calling me ratchet, but okay. Let's <laughs> move forward. We just lost a listener. Dang. We just I like, really hope. We this, only have a hundred. We only hope. have a hundred and we just lost one. I hope this listener is not a listeners. black woman calling me ratchet. Okay. Is there anything wrong with being ratchet? Do we not all have at times ratchet moments? You have admittedly said on this podcast mm-hmm. that you like rap music. What was that music? Uh, throw that. What was the song you talked about with like the D? D you down? D you down? My Kevin. You're Kevin. on the podcast saying that you like to listen to and pop it to throw that D or D me down. Yes, you I can enjoy get more music. ratchet you than, 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 than dropping D. You can enjoy ratchet. You can't get more ratchet than dropping D. I would hope a fellow black woman is not out here calling me ratchet because it is my ratchet to pop D. No, no, you can't like, get that's liking a song. Okay, but talking about the content and how we are on the. Tazzy. I do think that that is. A, I think that you're overreacting to I'm what not. was a compliment. You will not from be my a guest. friend. Your friend will not be a guest on this show. Oh message, message, right? So noted. Message noted. Um, so we, if you can share with us, Europe, we talked about people that you've worked with that you've enjoyed working with. Has there ever been a celebrity or an up and coming person that you've worked with that you will never work with again? You are not about to mess up my friend's brand. No, I, I mean, I won't say names. Don't say the name. Does, does that happen? Has that happened? Of course. Definitely. I mean... What did they but, do to make you say you never want to work with them again? Um, I've had a situation where I was supposed to put a premiere out and, you know, instead of them communicating, they put the song out anyways and the publication contacted me like, hey, Europe, why is this song out right now? And I was just like... Great question. And, you know, even though it's out of my hands, that puts my relationship on the line. So, yeah, I had to <laughs> handle Sabotize. that. I had to handle that. And mm. I, I can't do stuff like that. So. Makes That's sense. a situation. Don't mess with my business because you're messing <laughs> with my corn. I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. You know, but I do, I do it professionally. Like, I've never had to, you know, 
negatively like dead somebody it's just been if you do that it's just a mutual agreement that we gotta have like i just can't so you're you talk about um your work as a creative consultant does that mean that you are pretty much a freelance artist yourself no i'm not the freelance artist but i mean i have moved into management now so you work for a firm no, no, no. It's my own. It's an umbrella. Prime Culture is the umbrella, and then I have management, creative media, marketing under it. But right now, I do. I manage a DJ, and I manage a personality. So right now, that really takes up like a bulk of my time. So do you feel that you have a constant stream of income coming in from that, or are you out here really having to hustle? Like, you know, yeah, many well, of our listeners are young millennials, <laughs> and they're really hustling to make it. Well, when I first started, or I ran into that problem mm-hmm. um, as far as clients go, because I was I was new, and I didn't know. So I was just taking things one by one. But now, if you want to work with me, you have to do a minimum of three months so that I know, you know, January to March, we're locked in. Um, that's what I require now. But when I first started, I was just taking things, like, one by one. As I got it. But I was also in school, so I had more of a cushion to, you know, I had schoolwork, so it's not like I could take on a million things. But now that it's like my full-time occupation, I make sure that we lock in for that term. And yeah. And I can personally vouch that my girl, we bossed up, dedicated, and she's a hard worker. Like, you know, we have known each other for a long time now, and I saw her in undergrad going to school full-time, being an intern, an assistant, promoting people's stuff. Like, your Angelique is the truth. Yes. Shout she, out to room service. Oh, my God. She worked at Six Feet Under, and I, I used to go in there and get my little chicken sandwich <laughs> all the time. Did you pay for it? I did. Thank you. And I tip well. Don't play with me. He's so... Oh, my God. Don't play with me. So, so I was a waitress. I had an internship. She did it That's why, you know, anybody that wants to come work with me or she I get a lot of hard. people that approach me, hey, I want to be your assistant. I want to do this. I'm like, are you ready for the work? Because I don't do excuses. And that's a great question. That's really, you know, because a lot of young people aspire to have the life that you currently have. Mm-hmm. Where you're inter- where you're engaging with a number of celebrity artists, you're out here living up a very grand, you know, ideal life. But I want you to give us some advice. I mean, it might people. look that way, but to be honest, like I'm on the grind, like anybody else. Like I put myself in these situations. Uh, it's not by chance. It's definitely strategic and calculated. Like you know, when I first moved to the city, I didn't know anybody. What do you do? You listen to the radio. Where are these where are these radio personalities at? Where are they hosting at? I became friends with the radio personality, me going out alone, hearing where she hosted weekly. Okay, I'm gonna make it my business to be there every Wednesday. Hey, hey, who are you with? Oh, I'm alone, da da da. And like we ended up being cool after that. Like it's back and back then, um, I was running my blog and I was reaching out to any and everybody that I could to lock in interviews and do things, but then I got kind of gossipy with it, but it was in the era of, like, Nicole Bitchy and, like, Karen Civil, so I was like, I'm trying to be that. And I had a few juicy interviews, and then after that, I was around a particular rapper, and he made a comment, like, I don't know if I could say this around you. And then after that, I was kind of like, do I want this to be my angle in the industry? Mm. And then that's when I wanted to work behind the scenes and, like, make people's careers bigger and better versus trying to figure out what the tea was all the time because 
Yeah, I was getting the tea, but I was like, I can't, I don't want to do it. But it came with a consequence. Right, and also, I mean, I was working at a magazine that also collected tea, like, rolling out. They, we were, our headlines were going viral, like, like, clockwork. And a lot of the writers over there now, you know, some of them work with Bossip and, you know, that kind of stuff, so... That's where I was at first, and then once I figured out that I wanted to reposition myself, I started reaching out to people in that network to try to get to know them to expand to that side of the industry versus being stuck on the investigative reporter side. (laughs) So one thing that you said in the very beginning was that you once were an English major. So do you still read? Yes. So think about it. Take a moment. And if we need to pause this, we will so that you have the answer that's going to really edify our listeners. If there is one book that you would recommend to anyone out there, like this is the book that you have to read right now, Mm -hmm. what would that book be? I'm reading a series right now. That's one of my faves for a few reasons, but it's a part of the series called The Hood Handbook. And they, I know it sounds funny, but they have a health one. They have, I'm on volume two, but I forget what the first one's called. But I really like it because each chapter, you don't have to read it in order. There's a different message, and I need to get the name of that. The Hood Handbook. Yes, it's, it sounds funny, but it's like the real nitty gritty of like what's going on in the community and like what people are doing to win. And what they don't tell you, basically. Okay, so we're going to definitely cool. look it up. Yeah. Find out the author and everything. Do you know yeah. the author off the top of your head? I don't remember. We'll get all that information. Um, but it's dope because we'll each chapter, um, you can read it in any order that you want. And it's each um, each chapter is about like five or six different passages and essays and like stuff to read from. But it's it's really cool. And they tell you the real about health. They tell you the real about making money. They tell you the real about being an entrepreneur and working for yourself and working in the corporate world, like everything. Anything you would really want to know as a young entrepreneur and being black in America, it will help you out. So, Tazzy, are you reading anything that you would like to share with our, or are you still just really still buried under your academic work? Yeah, just academic work. I have not read a book for pleasure in a while because I have so many books that I have to read for class. So, yeah, I'm just reading for class at this point. Well, of course, I read a lot of books. And so I'm still recommending An American Marriage by Tayari Jones, uh, Spelmanite. And um, one of our most successful contemporary (laughs) black female authors out there. The book is... To me, very nuanced and uh, very haunting. I think the book leaves a lot of room for great discussion and dialogue. So if any of our listeners are a part of a book club, I strongly recommend An American Marriage. It's actually Oprah's latest book club pick. But it's also just a really great book for any husband and wife, newlyweds, newly engaged, newly dating to read together. Because a dialogue that you can spark from this and the role that love plays and fidelity and loyalty and the reciprocation of that, I think is really, really a valuable talking point for relationships. And when you talk about value points relationships, I would love to talk about... Donald Trump and Melania and how she's still holding him down, but I won't. We'll start off this week's discussion of politics with this huge week, last week's March for Our Lives rally. Um, According to New York Times, Saturday's nationwide March for Our Lives protest 
saw thousands of young Americans take to the streets to demand change. And the day of action is inspiring them to head to the polls. The March Up For Our Lives organizers partner with nonprofit organization Headcount to register voters during the marches, with Headcount deploying hundreds of volunteers to 30 of the marches, including those in New York City and Washington. As a result of its efforts, Headcount founder Andy Bernstein said in an interview Sunday that the organization, which typically registers voters at music events, had the biggest day of voter registration in its 15-year history. Lady, what are your thoughts on the March for Our Lives rally that occurred this weekend and the follow-up registration for voters? (laughs) It was very emotional to see so many kids Especially the girl, I don't remember her name, but the young girl who gave the speech. The The 11-year-old. Yeah, just to see her address that many people and be bold and, you know, she had a very, she, she stood behind her word and she was just, like, not scared at all. Like, I was just like, wow, this girl. Naomi Wadler. Yeah. She's amazing. Like I was, it was very emotional. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like if I had to get up in front of that many people and address such a tender topic. Um, I think it was beautiful. I'm glad that the children are out here. Why did you laugh in the beginning, Tadzi? When we transitioned, oh, I laughed because you asked the question and you didn't pick who you were addressing. You just threw it out there to either one of us, and Europe and I both looked at each other like, "Are you gonna go first? Are you gonna go first? And so it just made me laugh. Um, Didi is a what would it be called a muckracker, um, and basically you try to he tries to make it seem like it's some bullshit going on when it's not. That's why he asked me why did I laugh. It was nothing behind the laughter. It was just an innocent look between friends and we an instigator and antagonizer. But muckracker muckracker is not the word. Oh well, well let it be though then. I don't know what it you is. You were talking about what that's up? Throw the D. Throw the dictionary. It's what we need to do right now. <laughs> throw the dictionary. Did he got what? I'm sure his uh, <laughs> black female friend that called me ratchet is loving this right now. Okay. Anywho. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I think it was beautiful. It's great that the kids are out. I had, um, did you mark? Did either of you go? No. no. Neither did I. I had several <laughs> friends who. No, no seriously. Uh, that, that is something. But that you work like, in education. Yeah. And that's you know? because let me tell you, I don't march. I don't believe in it. It's not. It's not for this day and age. And so I'm it's thankful like that it happened. But I need more than a march. That's why I was so excited to hear about the work of Headcount and Andy Bernstein and how they're registering people to vote. Because your march means nothing. We had massive protests throughout 2016 only to elect Donald Trump as president of the United States of America. And to me, that totally undid all of the work of the Black Lives Matter movement, all the work of all the people, of all the progress. You had the horrific uh, Pulse nightclub shooting and all the lives lost. And none of that, none of the work around bringing those events and those tragic issues to the forefront mattered when Donald Trump was elected as president. Because on that day, hate truly won out. So I was very disheartened and I didn't feel though as though a march would make a difference. And I still don't know if a march is going to make a difference in changing 
gun control laws in America, but what will make a difference are young people registering to vote and voting Democrat when the time comes. So that really reassures me and makes me feel better. But no, I did not march. Uh, what people may need to march for is this really sad story from Huffington Post about an innocent man awarded $1 million after spending 31 years in prison. Mm. Tennessee awarded a man $1 million after he spent nearly 32 years in prison for a crime that DNA, DNA evidence cleared him of. McKinney, 61, was in prison in 1978 for rape and burglary before being freed in 2009. The Tennessee Board of Claims granted the compensation to him on Wednesday after at first giving him only $31. National Attorney David Rubin, who has represented McKinney for the last six years, said the outcome was bittersweet for McKinney, who was only formally exonerated from the crimes within the last three months. Ladies, what do you think about this? Okay, wait. Let's get these facts together. This man was in prison for 31 years. Correct. $31. He got out in 2009. Correct. They gave him $31. Correct. And just now in 2018, they're giving him $1 million? After a vigilant fight, right? Like this man had to continue to fight the criminal justice system that falsely imprisoned him for about 10 years, almost 10 years, eight years, two years shy of 10 years. And he had to continue to fight, continue to rack up debt, continue to set a course with his attorney in order to get the money he was owed for his wrongful conviction. He deserves way more than a million dollars. And it's sad. Way more. Like you cannot put a price on 31 years of your life being spent behind bars for a crime you did not commit. Especially in 2018, a million goes fast. Yep. A million dollars right now. Yes. Lord, I'm waiting on my first million, but I'm saying (laughs) that million that, that man spent 31 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. Every day of his life he had to get up in that prison cell. He lost 31, he's lost his youth. His youth, probably the best family, all of this. Like people probably turned on him. He probably lost uh, all types of things that he can never get back because you cannot replace time. Money will never compensate for time ever. Oh my God, that is disheartening and it's sad. And this man is owed way more money. Than does it make you want to fight? It does. You know who else wants to fight? Who wants to fight? President Trump and former <laughs> Vice President Joe Biden. <laughs> President Trump threatens vice, former Vice President Joe Biden saying he would go down fast and hard if he fought, according to the New York Times. President Trump threatened former Vice President Joseph R. Biden Jr. on Thursday saying in a tweet that Mr. Biden would go down fast and hard if the two men ever physically fought. Both of these men, ladies, are in their 70s. Mr. Trump was responding to Mr. Biden's comments on Tuesday about how if he was in high school, Mr. Biden would beat the hell out of Mr. Trump for disrespecting women. Mr. Biden, speaking at a University of Miami rally to combat sexual assault, said a guy who ended up becoming our national leader said, I can grab a woman anywhere and she likes it. Referring to an Access Hollywood audio recording in which Mr. Trump is heard boasting about kissing and groping women without their consent. Mr. Biden said where when he was asked if he would like to debate Mr. Trump, he said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Whoop that trick. Yeah, whoop that. That's all I think about, that whole story. Oh, my God. These are grown-ass men. Like, grown men. In their 70s. In their 70s. And they're, like, political leaders. That's how you know the state of America is just shambles. They are threatening to be. But is it shambles or is it real? But the Vice President Biden is known for I, having a very um, 
you know, for being very, very abrasive and very, very real when it comes to telling it like it is. So he feels like he wants to. I think it's just funny because of the <laughs> positions that these two men are in. That's what I'm saying. It's the president, That's the former vice funny. president, and the fact that Donald Trump will take it to Twitter <laughs> at any given moment. Messy, Donnie's so messy. <laughs> I find it kind of funny. But it's, it's but it's really not supposed to be. It's not. It's we're <laughs> laughing at our pain. It's one of those things you gotta laugh to get through it because the president should never be on Twitter threatening to beat up the former vice president or this is some crazy mess that's all over. Do the you minute. feel as though uh, President Trump should be ashamed of his record for the how he's treated women? As two women. You know the answer to that question. Right. Like, like, why did you ask that? Yes, you know. What am I going to do? Say, no, no, he shouldn't be ashamed. Right. Yes, yes, of course he should. Now, why would you ask that? You know, you know he should. <laughs> should Jay-Z feel just as ashamed? Oh, my. <laughs> should Jay-Z, what Jay-Z and other do? rappers who objectify women and have done the same type of grabbing and groping of women feel just as ashamed as you're saying that President Obama? When did Jay-Z, Jay-Z grab somebody by like the kitty cat? Because if he did, it would be all over the news. His career probably would have been canceled. I don't back believe in the day. all of that. That Jay-Z has grabbed a woman by her genitalia you, in recent era. You're comparing However, him. I would dare believe that there have been times that perhaps Jay-Z has grabbed... Some young woman that in an man, inappropriate way. The, the state of his life right now, whoever, if he would have grabbed somebody, that woman would be front and center right now trying to get Bring him out, bring him out, yes. bring him out. She would be trying I to get her out. money. Come on, tell us so who y'all are. I know you out there. Prove me right. That's terrible. That you, I'm joking. That is so no, terrible <laughs> that you are out here accusing <laughs> Daisy of something so horrible. Tazzy, I think you make a great point, and I will concede that. I just wanted you're right. I have to give you that. So you know what I really want to tell you? Uh oh, friend that called me ratchet. He had to concede to something I said. I did. Note that. What I really want to tell you is to zip that fucking lip in the exact same way (laughs) that Roseanne Barr told Jimmy Kimmel about Donald Trump. Barr and uh, was on the show with John Goodman. Uh, Kimmel was quizzing Barr on why she voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 election. And he said, I'm shocked because I know you are very socially liberal in person uh, and wanted to know why she voted. She said, I'm still the same as you all who have moved. You went so fucking far out. You lost everything. Barr responded according to the Huffington Post. Barr then claimed no one, no matter who we voted for, wants to see Trump fail. You want Pence? You want Pence for the freaking president, Barr asked? Well, then zip that fucking lip. Before collapsing <laughs> on the couch in laughter. So, ladies, what do you think about Roseanne Barr, who was a very noted Hollywood liberal, saying that she did vote for Donald Trump and that telling Z- Jimmy to zip that effing lip? Because it was could be it, worse. You could have my was, was Okay, this is my question. So, maybe I'm confused. I thought on the interview they were saying on the show, her character is a Trump supporter. Is she one in real life, too? Um, I think she voted for Donald Trump. I don't know. That's a good question. Her show, yeah. Well, on the, the show. It says her. that, no, Barr was quizzed on why she voted for President Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Like, uh, Roseanne, the character, can't vote well, for anybody. Okay. <laughs> but, 
Well, no, they, yeah, they she were voted. saying her character was based on being a Trump supporter. Yeah, she voted she for. Felt. I think Roseanne Barr voted for Trump, and I'm ashamed. Well, she did make a valid point in like no matter who is elected for president, we as people are in control of changing things. So you know. So we want to see him succeed. No. Not that we want to see him succeed, but if we don't like what he's doing, then we need to change it and maybe not vote for him next term. Because mm. there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, like we can make Do a difference. Do you think that Mike Pence would be a better president than Donald Trump or would he be a worse president? Worse. How so? I don't know. I just feel like he... Okay, Donald Trump is a fool for sure, but Pence looks like a hateful, like hateful to the times infinity type of hateful type of you said he looks like Thanos he is Thanos like <laughs> that really that him and um, he's in search of the infinity gauntlet each stone right now oh my god like seriously I feel like Mike Pence is like one of those let's, let's bring slavery back type of <laughs> men Mike Pence has a horrific record on human rights from his push for gay conversion therapy to the variety of civil rights abuses that have occurred in the state of Indiana, I do feel that he it would be a true DEFCON uh, 1 scenario. A true DEFCON 1 scenario. All right, so now it's that time in the show where we can transition into entertainment. You already entertained when I talked about Roseanne. Well, we're going to talk about more entertainment. Roseanne wasn't very entertaining. Listen. Zip that lip. <laughs> so Europe was talking earlier about a situation that happened with that rapper 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine. Yeah. I mean, it's not anything news breaking, but I mean, he's his interview with The Breakfast Club is definitely catching a lot of people's attention with how many numbers of views that it's getting. The interview today, I feel like it's only been like a couple days and it's already passed 4 million. The Breakfast Club is like a radio show in New York, correct? Yep. But it's also like on TV? Is it also like... Yeah, they show it on Revolt. Yeah. On Revolt. Yeah, but it airs at like 6 a.m. So they're up early. And yeah, this interview... I mean, 6 9 is on a lot of people's bad side. (laughs) So, a lot like YG took to his, uh, (laughs) what was it, his Instagram and... Who is YG? YG from LA. Come on. You have to remember that Didi is a zennial. (laughs) No, I don't know YG for real. A zennial. Like, I know Charlamagne, the guy. No, YG is a rapper. Is he on the Breakfast Club with Charlamagne? No, I was just saying, like, rappers have been, like, at his head, like, YG left a... Nice little message for him. like. Okay. And I don't exactly know where all of this is stemming from. I just know his name keeps popping up in like a lot of things that are not good. Like when I was home for the Super Bowl in Minnesota, he was at a said club and somebody threw a bottle because they just weren't messing with him that night. And yeah, it was just a mess. Yams Day, his name got thrown into something where on video it showed that he wasn't in the mix, but for some reason his name keeps getting brought up. Six just nine, cra- yeah, six nine, and just like crazy stuff. So like a lot of people in the industry aren't fucking with him right now. So Tazzy, what was the next topic that you had for the entertainment? Okay, so earlier, um, Selena Gomez. Actually, I love Selena Gomez. Eh. Selena Gomez. She's a young woman who represents some of the best parts of America. 
Let me know when you're done kissing her ass. You done? I'm done. Okay. Selena Gomez turns off her comments after getting dragged for her post about pound March for our lives. <laughs> so, <laughs> why are oh, you laughing, no. Didi? No. So, Selena tweeted and said, there are more important things to talk about. Why can't people use their voice for something that fucking matters? If they were dancing and singing at March for Our Lives, she wouldn't have been upset. It could be like another high school musical. This random man named John on Twitter retweeted her and said, Good question. Why haven't you or Taylor, speaking of Taylor Swift, not said a thing about pound Black Lives Matter or police brutality? Selena responded to John by saying, Oh, laugh out loud. So that means if I hashtag something, I save lives? Question mark. No, I could give two fucks about size. You don't know what I do. How do you feel about that, Dee Dee? It goes back to what I said earlier, that marching isn't enough. I do feel that Selena may have made an errant comment that was not appropriate or well-timed in such a moment. Um, I don't know if it's real and if it's something that is truly genuine but if that's what she really feels I'm disappointed in Selena Gomez I do I am boycott Selena like we both boycott H&M. I'm not there's no reason to boycott Selena like I don't what does Selena Selena gets zero dollars from me I don't Ooh. scream her music if it comes on I enjoy it I appreciate her the diversity of what she brings but yeah I've never no it's not the only time I really What's She's the one that she did it just to be right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, she has a song with Future, and I think, or Fetish. Mad when, I mean, I didn't know that she had to check into rehab or something. Yeah, she has some, has some issues. Her mom <laughs> is a crackhead? No, Selena had to check into <sighs> rehab. Oh, I thought you said her For mom whatever reason. Like, I never knew all that drama. I don't know what's going on with her at all. Um. Okay, <laughs> and... <laughs> So, earlier this week, apparently, Odell, y'all know OB, oh, what is it, OBJ3? Is that what he calls himself? OBJ. He is fine. That's a fine man. He's a little spicy, but he yeah, is fine. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, it's like, ooh, you're a little questionable. Right. But you fine still. <laughs> little blonde. Yeah, I don't do the blonde. Will you guys stop doing that? Will men stop? Dying the hair, cutting the sides, and having it curly and dying it blonde. Don't dye your hair blonde. Your little man bun, your little curly little mohawk fro. I don't like it. So basically, this man is suing Odell Beckham Jr. for fifteen million dollars. Oh no, he doesn't have it. He's out. He's out for the season. He still got the check. Do you know how football money works? Anyway, for reportedly getting beat up at his house party, I don't think. Oh, is that where the video broke? No, that was in a club when he got like. Yeah, somebody out. thought that. Yeah, 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 that's different. That's different. Oh, this man was at Odell's house, that was, had oh, a house party, down here in Atlanta. and got beat up. Really? Oh that my video. god! Got beat up, and now he wants to sue Odell um, for fifteen million dollars. It's. I don't believe that's Odell's fault that you got your ass beat at the party. Like you had, did you? I wonder if he did something to provoke this fight. You know, I feel bad for celebrities like Odell Beckham and the people that may not be aware of what comes with the, the downside of the fame, right? Like you have these really careful celebrities that are out here, or I'm sorry, really careful athletes who are being very protective of their brand, very protective of their work, not surround themselves with people who could eventually want to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But then you have people like Odell Beckham and people like Trey Songs who are letting people, you know, who surround themselves with people <laughs> that may not have their best interests at heart, right? So I think that's very unfortunate. I feel bad for 
Poor Odell Beckham. I wish that he could have made some, some smarter moves. Mm-hmm. So that if the mistakes were made, it would be his own mistakes. Like, I feel like Kobe Bryant was an example of, a, of an athlete who made smart moves. And the mistakes that he made were his own mistakes to make. And he's penalized for his own mistakes, not somebody else's mm-hmm. stupidity. Yeah, that's true. Because he slept with that white woman and got right. caught in that mess. <laughs> Mess. I don't know if there was any reason to say that white woman that he slept with someone outside of his wife <laughs> and as a result had a lot of discord in his family oh, and marriage. Yeah. They, back, they back good now though. They just had another baby. She wasn't going to pass well. up on that chat. She been with that man since high school. I think it, I think it's love, Europe. I think that that's, that's love. Just like, the only couple yeah. I feel like is love is Savannah and LeBron. Oh, I love them. You love that? Fa- that I love that family. You don't like Gabrielle Union and um, Dwayne Wade? I do like them. I wish he wouldn't have had a baby during their quote-unquote break. But well, I Gabrielle's do like their relationship. annoying to me, but that's another story. Oh, Lord. What? How is Gabrielle Union annoying? Every character that she plays is like always the same. It's just annoying. She's definitely typecast. She's stuck. No. Yeah, it's like she's, she's always stuck. like that... Bitter black girl. She never has a man in any movie. Bring it on. She was bitter. Bad boy. She was bitter. <laughs> she Bad always, boy. She was messing with Will. But she's always just like, I don't know. She's not Remember being it? multidimensional in the roles that she's, she's been given. Yeah. So what role would you see or you want Gabrielle Union to have that will help sh- that break her from this? What, but what I feel role? like now she's kind of, it's so far down the line that she's kind of molded into this. Even if You can't even see her as something different. Not, I mean, now it's just like each each character that she plays, like she has the same voice and like approach to things. And it's just like, mm. okay, next. So what we do have next is what are you, ladies, I want to know your thoughts about Facebook. The Facebook data mining scandal has hit, of course, close to home, according to USA Today. Cambridge Analytica and the mishandling of people's private information is hitting close to home for Mark Zuckerberg. The Facebook co-founder and CEO lost more than $10 billion in wealth this week as shares of the social network giant tumbled almost 14% in five days. The loss sent Zuckerberg's net worth down to $65.1 billion and dropped him from the fifth richest person to the seventh, according to the Bloomberg's Billionaires it's Index. It's still top 10, but... <laughs> Has this in any way shaped uh, how you feel about Facebook? Now, listen. <laughs> I log on to Facebook to stay close to the hood, okay? <laughs> that's, the, that's the only reason I'm on Facebook, because I can connect with everybody from back home. I don't have any other reason to be on Facebook besides that. Facebook is literally uh, a family reunion site. <laughs> it's the only reason I still have Facebook I'm, is I'm so always that, been tagged yes. in somebody's plate that they made something the only reason Somebody. I have Facebook is to know what my family is doing like my family that I don't see on an everyday basis that lives in different states mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook to see what y'all got going on in y'all lives and on. to post like maybe once a month so that you know that I'm alive and well right. but Facebook really is all about just family connections at this point Facebook is the social media platform that you need to keep to Keep your innocence intact. So you have your Facebook life, your Twitter life, your Instagram, Instagram life, life, and your Snapchat life that delete. There are so many different so, lives. Yes, and Facebook is always the most professional and wholesome one. Right. Always. It's like... Really? It's I like, like you Twitter. Gotta, no, Facebook is like... 
You log on to my Facebook. I'm innocent as fuck. What? Like, Just wholesome and super sweet. <laughs> my aunties be on all my pictures right. like, oh, you're oh, yes, cutie so. pie. You I'm log on to my Instagram. I'm in the strip club. Yes. On your Snapchat. Instagram. I mean, I do Insta story more than Snapchat. After Rihanna has, right out, yes. hashtag boycott snap. Snapchat like we're boycotting H and M. Everybody's everybody deleted their snap. I mean, really? I still keep it for certain filters, but I don't really update. So people snap. completely abandoned Snapchat. After I have friends that deleted it that day. Like they were like, "Nope, that's it." What the fuck were they were they thinking? Making something say. Would you chill with her or slap her or whatever the hell that would you punch? Would you punch Chris Brown or slap Rihanna? I was like, okay. So that was unfortunate. Um, You know, I feel I'm very disappointed Mm -hmm. that this happened with Facebook, and I feel like it is something that needs to be. I'm. I I feel like Facebook played a large role in the 2016 campaign, the election. I feel like they've never owned up to it. I feel like they have not come to the forefront. And I feel like this is just more evidence that Facebook's time may be coming to an end. Is it? I don't know. I don't think Facebook's going to die. Have you because people are too addicted to it as they're a They're addicted. Media and like I said, it's, I go on there just for my family. Half the people well, that I know Instagram that are on too. Facebook. No. Half the people I know that are on Facebook don't have Instagram or don't have any the other social medias and they don't give a damn about the news. So they probably don't even know what you're talking about right now. And they're just on Facebook use you know, typing statuses about all their business That's right now. Right. Everybody does what? Right. Facebook back home Facebook, like your family and stuff that people don't have Instagram or don't give a damn about the news. Put their whole lives on Facebook. Yeah, they're like fussing, fighting, cursing people out, threatening people. My baby daddy won't pay me my child support. I have have a friend the other day. (laughs) I hope he's not listening. (laughs) His daddy said, "I have three baby mamas. Damn, I'm wild as fuck." Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) That was what his daddy said. I have three baby moms. I'm wild. Let me tell. Okay, I have a story. I know like, my cousin's listening. So, one time I got on Facebook, and I was scrolling, minding my damn business, like always. And next to you know, I see a, a explicit video of a man standing up while this woman is uh, uh, engaging in uh, oral sex on him, right? So, I'm like, what the hell is this on I my Facebook I think I saw somebody put that on their thing. What is this on my Facebook timeline? I go look at the link. It is my cousin exposing one of his baby mamas and so basically he has his whole penis on the timeline maybe with his multiple baby mama. people have done this I'm telling you did I, she have short blonde hair no 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 it was oh, messy my auntie was underneath the picture like please delete this Facebook is messy it's terrible it's messy I feel bad the fact that my cousin was on there exposing himself and his baby mama just to call her out for being whatever he wanted to call her it's, Facebook is really the pits of hell right now yes you gotta you either gonna be on there looking innocent or you're one of those people that get and if I get tagged life. in one more food plate that y'all selling they sell everybody's a chef plates. everybody's a chef <laughs> struggle everybody's <laughs> making dessert jars and oh my god I'm so tired of them damn dessert jars y'all stop it with these dessert jars strawberry but shortcake. you know we do like a you don't like a dessert bar I love a low fat dessert bar like where it's it not, is no, that's not a jar saying. oh my god please. they're like layered oh you can't hear either no <laughs> Damn, Diddy can't even hear. They're like, they're like jars. jars. I'm J-A-R. 
I'm J-A-R. actually looking for a meal prep service. Okay, no, this isn't So prep. if someone's out there and you would like to throw the 3 plus 1 podcast a meal plate, a meal plan samples for a week, I'm happy to <laughs> engage and you give me a week of service like to try the one that works for me and I'll get back with you after I maybe have gone through I feel four like five. Instagram is a place for that. I go to Instagram and still work out. And still find out. And speaking of Instagram, Instagram has now finally changed its logarithm. According to the AJC, following user complaints, Instagram announced Thursday... Logarithm or algorithm? I'm sorry, algorithm. (laughs) Okay. Following user... Touche. Instagram announced Thursday that it would tweak its uh, algorithm to make it more unlikely for newer posts to appear toward the top of users' feeds. With these changes, your feed will feel more fresh and you won't miss the moments you care about the Facebook-owned app announced in a, bo- in a blog post. When Instagram first launched in 2010, new users saw posts in chronological order. But since it was acquired by Facebook in 2012, posts became sorted by other factors like, say, the likelihood you'll be interested in the content, the Tech Times reported. What do you guys think about this change to Instagram? Is it really going to change the algorithm? They need to go back to it. If they're not, then stop hyping it up. Stop yeah, getting my hopes like, up. Well, because I read this article and they said, you know, it's not going to go to its original state. And they're thinking about even creating a button where you can click when you want to see new posts only. So I think, I mean, I don't know. I feel like everybody's going to click Ugh. the button, but... Just take it back. I don't think that they're really going to bring it back to its original set, but it will be good to see things on normal time. Yes, because I can see a post that was three days ago. Yeah, and, and my friends will be like, you didn't see later. my picture? I'm exactly. Like, no. Exactly. I or I I'll go through situations where I'll go look at a page that's normally not on my feed. Like, I'll just click it in. Right after I look at that, then all of a sudden I see their stuff start to pop up on my time. Yes, it's so weird. Because I know... <laughs> Instagram, get it together because I dropped some heat on the timeline like two days ago and my numbers should be higher than what they are. Or they'll do things like if a certain amount of followers don't like it within the first 10 minutes, it won't get as many looks as, you know, say you drop a photo and it gets like 100 likes and (laughs) the wine is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Say... Y'all, we're laughing because we were trying to have a... Europe was having a serious statement. Didi tried to pour a glass of wine. Not for me, but for for you. For you. For her. And the bottle is empty. It is, because they done took it down. Like Chris Brown. Like Chris Brown. Let me take you down. Take you down. No, that's not the song. I think it is. Chris Brown. Brown. It wasn't Take You Down. Chris Brown, we support you in your comeback from drugs and substance abuse and Rihanna abuse. And Rihanna, we also support you and it's all we're boycotting Snapchat. I'm happy to delete my Snapchat. You don't even have Snapchat. But Snapchat got the best filters. That's what they say. I need Instagram to catch up. Instagram, they fix a lot of algorithm. They're also (laughs) going to fix their filters as, as well. So it's that time in the show for woo, woo. the up, the down, and the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm so excited about this week's The Up. I love when people step outside of the box or do something that the world may not expect. And a huge up goes to Tiffany Trump and Joshua Kushner, who supported the March uh, for Our Lives movement this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Tiffany Trump took to Twitter and did a phenomenal post about the movement, like several comments from protesters in clear opposition to what her father and the Republican Party uh, stands for. As you know, Tiffany Trump is our very own Georgia Trump, the daughter of Marla Maples. Uh, I think that was Donald Trump's second wife. Uh, Tiffany, we love you and support you, and we welcome you in the Democratic Party. Also, Joshua Kushner, the brother of Jared Kushner, who is the son-in-law to President Trump, actually participated in the march himself mm. so we're proud of our uh, young mavericks standing up and fighting for their rights and not being swayed by the politics of their family members so for that you get a huge up this week ladies what do you think about that i love people that go against the grain they know that they needed to be out there marching and they weren't gonna allow the bs of the trump family or the trump family name to stop them for that do what's best for you what do you think you're I don't know. I'm kind of. Do like, you like Tiffany Trump? I have a funny story about Tiffany. Tell Trump. us the funny story about Tiffany. You know Tiffany Trump? Well, I was at a fashion week party in New York, <laughs> and I accidentally ended up at her table, somehow, some way, and it was funny. I just knew that these people invited us to their table. And they were being very genuine. Like, they were nice. Like, oh, come drink with us. Come chill with us. I'm like, okay. And then I'm wondering why we had a security guard that was, like, holding us down. Like, I'm like, yo, who who are we with? Then I asked somebody. They told me it's Tiffany fucking Trump. So, I guess I partied the night away with her on accident. But I think she's a great fun. person to party with. No, but it was it, we had a. Can good we time. hold against Tiffany that she we were at the that, of her dad fashion show, and it was lit. Like we were at the section. And was she fun? It. She was really fun. Like we were kicking. I she's a Georgia know, girl. But I didn't even know who she was, so that was the funny part. And then my friend was like, "Oh my god, this is Donald Trump's daughter." And I was like. His daughter, who is kind of like not really close to the family, right? As a matter of fact, it's rumored that Donald Trump has threatened her before any of this happened to uh, completely cut her out of his will and inheritance altogether. And the fact that she is still unwilling to bend and compromise what she believes in makes me love Tiffany Trump even more. Tiffany Trump, you are the shero of the week, (laughs) right behind who? Yes, Tiffany. Hillary. No, no. No. Now, moving forward with the down of the week. Parents accused of choking their daughter for refusing arranged marriage. Um, Charges are being filed against the parents of a 16-year-old San Antonio high school student who police say repeatedly assaulted their daughter until she agreed to an arranged marriage, CBS affiliate Ken's reports. The Bexar County Sheriff's Office announced that they have found Al Hishmawi, a Taft high school student who had been missing since January and arrested her parents for abuse. It became fairly obvious very early on that this wasn't a regular missing case, Bexar County Sheriff Javier Salazar told reports Friday. Several times it was reported to us that this young lady was abused with hot oil being thrown on her body. She was beaten by broomsticks. At one point, she was choked almost to the point of unconsciousness, said Salazar. 
This is extremely upsetting. I can't imagine, like, how horrible her parents have to be to physically abuse her on top of forcing her to agree to an arranged marriage. Like, they need to be locked up, put underneath the jail. They need to get their asses be in jail. They need all of these things because this young woman did not deserve anything like that at all. It's disgusting. Like, this is absolutely disgusting. Reading this report pissed me off. It's horrific, but... Do you think there's ever a reason that an arranged marriage should happen or could work? No. Why Why do you need an arranged marriage? Like, allow people to live their lives. That's, that's her life. You gave life Maybe to her I as a parent. Maybe I an arranged marriage. No, you don't. You, you don't need <laughs> Your I'm, parents would never beat your ass for not marrying the man. No, that I'm not saying that the parental abuse. I think you beat, but, but maybe, I didn't, maybe my parents need to seek somebody My great-grandparents had, like, somewhat of an arranged marriage, and it was a happy marriage, and it was wonderful for them. You sure? Yeah, I'm but sure. The of control is... It was know. like the ugliest sister married the ugliest brother and bam, thus began Ooh. my family lineage. <laughs> I hope your mama is listening right. to this. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Not the ugliest. Arranged but... marriages, I just do not feel like they make sense at all. Um, so, I mean, I guess, let me take that back. I guess they would in some cases. I don't know. But if somebody tells you that they don't want to participate in an arranged marriage, you should not be beating their ass because of that. I understand people that, like Europe just said, maybe I need an arranged marriage. You know what I'm saying? If you sign maybe up for that shit, yes, if you sign up for that, that's one thing. But to be forced into it, I feel like that is completely inhuman it's horrible and it's disgusting it shouldn't be forced at all I mean but if it's not forced then that's just a blind date yeah that's true a blind date that turned into wedding there's a whole TV show about that shit married at first sight Mm -hmm. right I I didn't I didn't know that I've never seen it will not be watching it I watched it so it's interesting that we so you know would you like to have the honors of sharing this week's The Clown I will The Clown The Liberty Council The founder of a conservative Christian ministry and legal counsel, which represented Kim Davis, has urged his followers to stop buying cookies from the Girl Scouts, claiming it promotes abortion (laughs) and sexual promiscuity to innocent girls. Girl Scouts of the... Hold on. I was a Girl Scout. (laughs) Wait, wait. What y'all got me? Girl (laughs) Girl Scouts of the USA was founded over a century ago in Savannah, Georgia, and was chartered by Congress in 1950. A member of the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, the organization currently has over 2.6 million members, including around 800,000 adults, working primarily as volunteers. According to the GSUSA website, the organization aims to empower young girls and women and is currently working to increase participation in STEM subjects, boost health by increasing access to outdoor activities, teaching members how to reduce bullying, and fostering healthy relationship skills. However, Liberty Council founder and chairman Matt Staver, who represented former Kentucky clerk Kim Davis, who was jailed for blocking same-sex marriages, said, The once great Girl Scouts USA took a tragic fall when it became a political advocacy group that promotes abortion <laughs> and, <laughs> Wait, so do you guys and sexual promiscuity to innocent girls. Do you feel that the how Girl Scouts... Really? How the hell does Girl Scout promote abortion? 
on my honor, I will strive to <laughs> serve God and my country. No, it doesn't. It says nothing about that in their little plan. I think that the Republicans who stated that are trying to say that you know somehow maybe selling cookies for the Girl Scouts. <laughs> cookies supposed to be your kitty cat. It's saying that at least promiscuity. I don't really know what the I don't know what bridge they're trying to build, but I think that it's very unfortunate and sad, and I think that they're a whole clown. I. Didn't I can't even take this seriously. To say. It's not connected. That's why you did it. Because you're a, a same person. I even though I sucked that soul the cookies and my parents just bought them all for me. So wait, you did not sell the cookies. Your parents bought the cookies <laughs> and then they would, they would sell the cookies. Help me understand no. that, right? Like I feel like I do a lot of buying of cookies me. from adults. I don't think I've ever bought a cookie from a, a girl who came up and because said, please buy like, cookies. When you go door to door and you get a bunch of no's, your mom is just like, fuck it, I'll just buy 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so That's my little sister been. was a Girl Scout, and I don't think she ever sold a box. My mom and my dad mom was were just like, hustler. she was oh. always at her job, like, buy these cookies. My daddy was selling yeah. cookies to their well, friends. But what lessons do they learn by, by doing that? Well, you know, that, back in that time, you know, even in elementary school, we did the whole door-to-door going to sell cookies to sell... My, I'm just like... After a while, people don't want to... Nobody wants to buy door-to-door. Nobody wants to buy a cookie. That's why people stand outside of, like, strip malls and, like, stuff like that. When yeah. you get in front of a lot of Walmart. A lot of people yeah, stand in front like, of Walmart. Yeah, like, you go and stand Do you guys have stores. a favorite Girl Scout cookie and a least favorite Girl Scout cookie? Mitts, what's My up? favorite is the fudge... What was the, the coconut ones? S'mores. Ooh, s'mores. People usually really like the s'mores or they really I like don't. The, I don't like I like them. the ones with the coconut and... I mean, Thin Mints are always a favorite. S'mores is my least favorite because I don't like coconut. Favorite Thin Mints for sure. Tazzy, why don't you short tell bread. for the listeners... I like, I like the, the, the tree fools. Tazzy, why don't you tell for our listeners, give us a list of the five things you hate the most because there's a lot of unique foods that you don't eat. You you don't eat coconuts. You don't eat tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Give us oh a my few gosh, right. tomatoes? But it gets weirder. I don't Tell eat us coconuts. A more. I don't eat tomatoes. <laughs> I'm allergic to pineapple, so I don't eat pineapple. I'm allergic to pineapple. Thank Even you. Even though I eat them, I try to eat them anyways, but my tongue turns prickly. No, my throat closes up. Um, I did have to take Benadryl one time because I accidentally ate once. Horrible experience. Um, what else do I eat? I don't eat chives. Oh my uh, gosh. I have allergic <laughs> reaction to chives, so I can't eat them as well. I don't eat mushrooms. What? They're disgusting. Oh my God. You have to have my stuff mushrooms. I just started eating cheese on hamburgers a couple years ago. Um, because I oh. thought that was weird. I, it's a lot of things this that I really, really so don't So you don't eat, eat tomatoes, you no don't tomatoes. eat coconuts, you no don't coconut. eat chives, and you don't really like cheese. I and I don't weird. eat pineapples at all. You don't all. like cheese? I, no, I, I eat cheese now. I used to What's not crazy eat cheese. is I have a friend named Christian who's also an Aries that has some of the same weird, like, don't eat collard greens, only drinks what? Pepsi, won't eat ketchup. Some of the same weird things. We See, I have a weird, I have I a weird vendetta no, with ketchup. The point is that you Aries have these weird tastes. It's Aries season since we bring it out. Turn up! Hey. I have a weird vendetta with ketchup. Ketchup. You don't like ketchup? I'm more of an aioli. If I'm gonna have ketchup with my fries, I need ketchup and mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Yeah, look, I'm that's our friends. That's our friends. Okay, okay. So it is Aries season. Shout out to the Aries. Woo! And with the shout out, do we have products this week that we love? It's that time of the week for our products that we love. 
Um, Europe, what's your product? My favorite product right now is the Pearl Mask from Urban Outfitters. It's the bomb. I use it after I use my Clarisonic. That's why I have the best exfoliator. What's a Clarisonic? It's a spin brush that's amazing. I love it. Mm. I use it to take my makeup off sometimes when I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) You just put the soap on your face, start the Clarisonic, and it literally takes all of the makeup off of your face without you having to scrub it. So, when I'm on my lazy nights, my lazy tip, I use that. Sounds good. So, my product this week is definitely going to have to be my um, soft foam Pumas. Oh, my God. It's like walking on clouds. I love them so much. These are the most comfortable pair of sneakers that I own in my life. And I bought my mama a pair right after I bought these pair. Like when I got them and I wore them, I had to go back to the store and order a pair from my mother because they were so comfortable. Yes, mama loves. Yes, I love my mama. Shout out. We love mamas on the 3 Plus 1 yes, podcast. We do. And we love it if you would sponsor an episode or two. We are coming soon <laughs> to Patreon, Patreon, whatever the case may be. We need all mamas to just sign up and sponsor. Uh, if you did $1 a month, that would make us happy. I want to recognize in my products that we love, some podcasts that I love. Huge shout out to my brand new friends of the Press Her Podcast, Ash and Fran. Thanks to the lovely, lovely podcast leaders of Black Salutely. We had a great podcast meetup and the whole group was amazing. But these are two of Atlanta's premier podcasters. The Press Press Her Podcast is actually very funny. It's hilarious. It is very uh, original. I have a whole lot of questions for Ash and Fran. I can't wait to see you guys again in person because I'm trying to understand some dynamics and understand some relationship history, <laughs> understand some, some, some bedroom talk. But I was absolutely blown away and captivated and sucked into the episodes. I've listened and, and have been listening to back episodes. And when you know that you can go back to previous episodes and dig in and enjoy it like it's brand new and fresh, you know you have something. It's a great podcast. I recommend it. Also, I want to recommend and say I'm in love with the We Did That Shit podcast. It's another great podcast. I listened to the last episode. was really good, as was God and Lemonade with Kendallin and Brandy. So we go from We Did That Shit to God and Lemonade, which is truly <laughs> about God. Uh, I love an uplifting and positive and inspirational message, and Kendallin and Brandy give us that each uh, episode that they have as well. So I wanted to shout out the podcast that we love. So from there we go now into the best of us. I'm so excited to share with the whole world that Virgil Abloa has been named the lead men's with designer for Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton! LV! Got a black face. That's what I'm talking about. black man. Black excellence in the house. Wakanda forever! Y'all, I'm really surprised that Diddy is cutting up and excited about this black man. Right, and and because what is the Black Panther? Black Panther. He's a founder of the Holt, the Holt Suite. I can even say uh, Off White, the the Holt Streetwear label <laughs> Off White, and a longtime creative director for Kanye West. And he will be the next artistic director for Menswear at Louis Vuitton, one of the oldest and most powerful European houses in the luxury business. He becomes uh, Louis, Vuitton, Louis Vuitton's first African American artistic director and one of the few Black designers at the top of a French. Heritage House. And he's we are, honestly yes. one of the 
nicest, most genuine people that you'll ever meet. Like wow. when I'm in New York and he's at a party, he he treats everyone with the same respect. It doesn't matter if you're famous. It doesn't matter if you're at the bottom of the barrel. He's a dope-ass person, and I respect him for that. So it's even... It, it feels like your dreams are even more attainable for somebody like him to get a job like this. It's yes. like, if you stick to what you really want to do and you stay consistent, you're going to get what you... Like, everything's going to come into fruition because... Like, literally, this man is always around us all the time in New York. So, for him to be at this height now is, like, anything is attainable. Seriously. Like, anything can happen. It's crazy. It's beautiful to see people that look like you doing boss shit like More this. than just looking like you, but to actually see this person on a daily basis or at all the events that you're at. And for them to hold this position with such a... With Louis Vuitton. You know what I mean? Like, you see Givenchy and all these other brands. They have white people. But to see, like, a black person. He's the first black person to hold this position. So, I don't know if people understand how major that is right now. But it's, like, 50 years, 100 years from now. Right. They're going to look back and say he's the first <laughs> black person. To hear Louis Vuitton. To, I mean... It's a like he's two. moving to Paris to this fashion house, you know. It's like that's Amazing. crazy. You it's had you had Oswald a boating from Britain. He well, was designer yeah. for Givenchy from like a five year span of time, and of course Oliver Roosting of Balmain. Right, but that's it. It's but he is now gonna be in history books, like Correct. for any fashion school any like he's gonna be in the book like he is like Who it's crazy. you will study he's gonna leave a significant imprint on the culture Tessie why were you saying you were surprised that I was celebrating this black man and I'm just now going back to that what are you talking about I always celebrate black excellence, but I also celebrate American excellence and human excellence. I celebrate, I'm not a racist. Nobody said you were a racist. I celebrate excellence in every sense of the word. Y'all, Didi be wanting me to censor my black voice in this podcast. I want you to censor your biased approach to... Being pro-black and happy to be a black woman is biased? It's not. You can be extremely pro-black and I encourage it and I salute you for it. But when it taints how you view other races, it goes from being pro-black to being anti-everything else. And that's what I'm concerned with. This is what people say. This is exactly what other races say. Just because you're pro-black, it does not make you anti-anything else. I didn't say other people. I said you. No. No. That's why... On Solange's album, I love that interlude where she had her mom explain that just because you are pro-black... Thank you. I agree with that. ...doesn't mean that you're against any other race. And it's fucked up that it's looked at in that capacity. Like, if you're pro-black, it's like, oh, well, black lives matter and all lives matter. No, no. exactly. We're talking about black lives. Because it's like, you know, in school we're taught certain things and it's just... No. You, we have the right to be pro-black. There was a point in time when we could barely get our music played. We could barely get a video played on MTV. And now it's like white people want to be a part of mm. what the hell we got. Mm. We set the tone. And that's why, you know, that's why I fuck with groups like the Migos. Why do you, why, why the Migos? Because they In are the kitchen setting the tone. Up like the stir fry. No, but you have to understand that 
When I was when we were in college, like what was that junior senior year when they came out? They were trapped out the bando, and trapped now out the bando. No, but yeah. to see them go from trapped out the bando to stir frying, having deals with Nike and Finish Line, and having you know, they have commercials now. Like they have a budget. Their video for walking like Wait, I'm what talking. What do you mean they had a what is? Clap out the band, though. <laughs> to the see band them though. in abandoned houses for layman's terms, making videos, you know, like they had to go years. That with, was like a first song they had? It was one of the first tracks that really caught oh, the wow. streets. And it's like to see them go from Trapped Out the Bando to Stir Fry, where they're having skits, where they're doing kung fu and like. No, that's a budget. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was like movie quality. That was like rush hour quality. And so like, like the last song, the most recent see, one, "Walking Like You Talk It" or "Walking Like I Talk It." To see them, you know, they're Who's doing your like Who's I like your Offset. Offset is that the one that dates Cardi B? Yeah, Offset. But to see them doing no, but to, no, like in all seriousness though, like to see them doing these things, like that shit is crazy to see them go from that to this, like. I mean, their first big break was Versace, and thanks to Drake, he got on that single and, like, blew it up, but, like... Hey, baby. People... No, like, people really don't give them enough credit. I, I don't think they do. Exciting. So, what a great show. Thank you so much, Europe Angelique, for joining us tonight. <laughs> you want to put an accent on her name so Louis Vuitton. It's Europe Angelique. Yes. All my friends at home, they go, give it your friends in Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. D is acting like an old Walking ass. Walking like you talking. Oh my God. Walking like you talking. I don't think people understand how major <laughs> this is. Like, these niggas really went from trapping out the band. Do you, you it's so motivation for all of us. And I hope and all of our listeners have... can hear that. Because, like you said, I think of, every, of everything that was stated today, especially the beginning of this se- section, is it takes hard work and it takes being relentless in your grind. And that's what you have to do to be able to be at that point of being like the Migos. So you start from, what is it, the trap? Hold up in the trap house? Chuck out the bando. And they, you know, Quavo, <laughs> no, Quavo and Takeoff had to hold it down while Offset was in jail. I don't think people... Because Georgia Southern locked people up. But people didn't recognize, like, in the Versace video and all that, when that song was blowing up, Offset was in jail. So Quavo and Takeoff had to, like, hold it down for the team. And it was like, by the time he got out and, like, everything was just set up and the money was there, like, I don't think people... They're really going to have to come out with a documentary to show people, like, the dynamic and, like, their story. Because it's really a dope story. Well, shout out to them. Um, again, I have to thank my very close friend. Love you, Europe Angelique Yara, for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate it. It's been great. Didi signing off. Woo woo. We'll see you Thanks in time. Like it, talk it. Walk it. Oh my god. Thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys again next oh, week. Oh wait. Whoa. I didn't shout out myself. Let's go. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me. At Europe Angelique, Europe like the continent, E U R O P E. Angelique, A N G E L I Q U E. My company page is Prime Culture Creative. And yeah. Find my girl. She works hard. If you need that work, find her. <laughs> Look her up. Get her. 
Okay, and we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye, guys.